This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. I'm sad on to our listeners. Welcome to Saturday News number 897. So this is the final part four. We've been hearing a discussion with uh, Arun Malhotra. Uh, he is a retired uh, military person who served for over 30 years in an active combat role as a uh, paratrooper and uh, black cat commando. He came to Bhagwan's fold in the 70s and since then had the opportunity of several interactions with Swami. He would help the students for their annual sports and cultural meet and also spoke to them on many occasions as directed by Bhagwan. So let's hear final part four. Swami said, stay kareo, stand up straight, stand upright. And he said, I like people who stand upright. In Hindi, he said, Ke upright hona acha lagta hai. Upright. Sit upright. I did this and I looked left and right and people were wondering why am I being uh, bullish. So I did it because they did not know that Swami told me stand upright. Which meant the second issue was, one was smartness. The second issue was, upright means be upright, stand upright. We, we uh, look like a, a professional. So I said, yes, Swami. Then he said, he looked at my dress. He said, dress neat hona chahiye. That means you should have a neat dress, wear a neat dress. But this does not wear expensive dress. He is speaking, making use of me as an instrument to speak to the students that this is what he wants. Smartness, good clothes, stand upright. All these things he said are important. All these things are important. Then uh, he said that students they want to speak but they don't know what to speak. Swami said, I have got a lot of patience. Think and speak. Another issue of personality development is for the students, think and speak. Don't speak and then think. Because then the cat is out of the bag. The words have come out of your mouth already and the damage is done or they have not had an impact on the listener. Think and speak. I said, yes, Swami, you are absolutely right. These four or five points he spoke to me in during those two minutes when I was standing and he was walking up and down in the upper portico, which I thought was something which I must communicate to everybody, which I must communicate to everybody. And through this medium itself, perhaps the word will uh, um, uh, pass through. And some used to be proud of this fact, proud of the fact. Whenever we went in for an interview during those periods, my mother, my wife, self, Ashish, the grandchildren were not there that time. Swami would say with pride to everybody else is sitting in the interview room, military, teen generation, they are devotees of three generations. And I used to feel very nice that Swami is so proud of me and my family. Well, I would always give credit to my mother because my mother was the one who had broken the ice on this particular uh, familiarity and uh, 
devotion to Swami. Swami would say, Mother, first generation, military. He would call me either military or general. Military, second generation, Ashish, third generation. Now, that time, the fourth generation had not come in. <coughs> Though he didn't make a mention at some stage, Abhi fourth generation devotee hai. And that was when my grandson and granddaughter were small children. Then, another issue which Swami told me, which people must understand, is that Swami would call me Sir. Now, one always gets an impression, or one is always under the impression, that you call your senior Sir. Isn't it? You call your senior Sir. But Swami, out of sheer respect, would call me Sir, and I am nowhere near senior to Him. It therefore implies that Sir is a word which is said out of sheer respect for another person. He may be a junior person, he may be a senior person, he may be an elder person, he may be a not-so-elder person. For instance, if you are in a college and you have a professor who is younger to you, um, a young boy or something, or you are doing a course of instruction as a, as a manager, you are going to do a course of instruction and you got a young boy or a young professional, management professional speaking, you do as a senior also, you call him sir when that boy is on the stage. I remember these dialogues which I am now speaking to you, whenever Swami called me sir, I said, look at this humility from his side and the respect that he is giving me on the other side. That is the time, from thereafter, whenever I talk to anybody with respect, I call him sir, he may be a poor man for all you know. He may be a poor man, I still call him sir, he feels good and I also feel good that I am respecting him. He could be just a common man. Uh, I don't have any ranks to equate him with, but I always call him sir, out of sheer respect. When we break off from here, I'm going to say, thank you very much, sir, for this interview. Again, coming to another incident, two of them, I'll narrate them together. I, I, I have two rings with me. Uh, the first one was uh, this one, and the second one was this one, they came at different times, at different places, on different occasions, in the interview rooms, other than whatever he gave to my wife, my mother and things like that. Now, once, <clears throat> this came first. Once when he was sitting inside, I was playing with Swami's hand like this in the interview room and Swami put his hand on top of mine. He removed his hand from below and put it on top. And I found him feeling my fingers. It didn't strike me and I was enjoying it. I said, generally, we as devotees play with Swami's feet and Swami's hands. And here Swami is feeling it. What could be it? And I just kept quiet and we kept talking and whatever. Then Swami looked at me. Kya chahiye? I, I was quiet. What do you want? What do you want? He said, what do you want? I was quiet and I said, Swami, you just want peace. I, I was retired then. I said, Swami, I just want peace. He looked at this thing and he did this and out came a warm silver ring with Baba's picture on it. He fitted it in and I found it was a little tight. He put it in. He said, Thik hai. Now, I said that if I say it is tight, he may take it back and not give me another one. So I said, Swami, perfect fit. He said, no, it's too tight. 
now I was wondering, will it go away? You know, here's a lifetime gift I'm mm-hmm. getting. Mm-hmm. If Swami takes it away and he doesn't, is not in a mood to give me another one, I, I, I'll be a loser. Mm-hmm. But then Swami has his own ways. He said, nay. And then he said, he showed, I had seen the ring. It was silver with uh, uh, Baba's picture on it. He said, nay. Army ke andar, military. Ah. He said, not army, he said military. He would not say army, he would always say military. And to me also, you would address me as military or as general. He said, military me log bolta hai. Bolega, they'll criticize you. So, I will change from silver to gold and from Swami to Om. Mm-hmm. And he read this and out came another ring which he fitted me and this was the ring. That silver got converted. That silver got converted to gold. And what you see here mm-hmm. is where Baba was earlier and he felt that in the military, people may talk, how can a man in human body be called God? What is this? Colonel, military, falling astray. Criticism can be there. Now, Swami understands everything. He understands the pulse of the whole world. Understands the pulse, pulse of humanity. He said, no, let me change it. From silver to gold, for whatever reason, I don't know. And from Baba to Om. I've got Om written here. And this is a universal figurative of uh, God, of spirituality. Absolutely. And this is how I got this. I felt very happy. This came later, but that later time. Now, this came one year, two years, five years, ten years, whatever period. Lots of time passed. 25, 30 years have passed. 25 years. I was playing golf. I, I, I go for golf quite regularly in Bangalore. Now, for want of a more stern, more rigorous exercise to do, which I can't with my age. And golf, it gives me about eight and a half to nine, uh, four hours, nine, nine kilometers of walk, four days a week. So I'm able to clock around 200 kilometers every month walking. Now, in other words, the golf course extend. If you were to walk in the golf course, it is around eight and a half kilometers long. <laughs> I was wearing this I wore a glove on top. I wore a glove here. But then at some times you remove the glove while you are hitting a golf ball. Now, there are 18 holes. What happened, I don't know. But when I came back and I reached my home, I found this ring gone. Oh my! It was missing. I sweated and I did not know what to do. I ran, I drove back to the golf course, uh, military golf course, and I asked the, well, there were one or two caddies. But if a caddy gets gold in his hand, I'm sure he's not going to give it to me. <laughs> and they don't know the value of this. So I asked people, there's a shopkeeper who sells golf clubs and golf, golf items. I asked him, Tumko kuch mila? he said, no. I wondered, I said, my God. I walked through the, it was getting dark. Mm, I walked through a few areas and then I said, nine kilometers, how can I search? And it's all grass. Mm. It's all grass and if the ball goes off the grass, that is wild area, undergrowth. How can you look? I went home, next day, I couldn't sleep the whole night. I kept cursing myself. Why did I take this with me? I spoke to Ashish. I got a mouthful from him. <laughs> I spoke to my daughter. I got a mouthful from her. 
my wife of course curse me that look i don't know you get it uh, how can you lose it like this carelessness i did not know what to do and i prayed to swami please help next day again i went there and i told him that i put a notice on the board that anybody who finds a golden ring if oh. you find it please return it its value is more than its gold i will give you 5000 rupees as a as a uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, as a reward for returning me the uh, ring mm-hmm. nothing no nothing happened i was frustrated every day i was stand in front of my mandir at home and i would tell baba look baba i am not interested you used to listen to my mother early and then she demanded and you did whatever it was i want you to return my ring you are not here at this moment um in your human body But I don't know what you do. I can't even go and speak to you because you're not here. So uh, this happened human, a few years ago. Oh, he had yeah. left his body by then. I said, "Look, Swami, you got to do something. I want my ring." Every day morning when I went to the office, I would tell him I want my ring. When I came back from work, I want my ring. I started playing golf four days, five days a week, and through the time I was looking down, uh, can I get the ring in nine kilometers of walk? How can you? It was wilderness. One month. This happened in November. November gone. December gone. January gone, and I kept telling Swami, "Look, Swami, I am not interested. I want the ring back. You take it from me only when I am dead and gone. And before I go to the mortuary, please take the ring back. But I want the ring back. November gone, December gone, January gone, February gone, March gone. Five months ho gaya. Then I also started saying that I don't know, but I carried on. Swami, I want my ring. I want my ring. I want my ring. April gone." Five months without this, and I was feeling miserable. And my son, every time he spoke to me from wherever he has posted, I think it was Bombay. He said, "Ring mila." I said, "Kahan se milega? Nine kilometers of wilderness, and uh, even if a caddy picks it up from somewhere, he'll take it. Why should he give it to me? It's gold. And the caddy are, you know, they are just uh, guards and security guards or people who are unemployed, and they come for earning a two hundred rupees for each uh, uh, course." November gone, December gone, January, February, March, April. On sixth of May, Ishramans Day, I get a call from uh, um, uh, that shopkeeper. That shopkeeper, mm-hmm. uh, he rang me up, and he said, "Sab, apka uh, three four months back uh, kuch guma tha. I said three four months, nahi seven months, six months back, I had lost my ring. I was, th- I said, why has this issue come up now?" I said, "Kya hua? Kya hua? Batao. Me, should I come to you right away?" I was about five kilometers away. Uh, my home was five kilometers from four kilometers from uh, the golf course. So he said, "Sir, here, talk to somebody." And he put the he gave the telephone his mobile to an air force officer, wing commander, somebody. I'm forgetting his name. And that wing commander said, "You lost something." I said, "Yes, I lost my gold ring." He said, "It doesn't look like a ring." Yeah, he said that it doesn't look like a ring. uh but uh, it's very dirty i don't know whether it's gold or not but i found it at such and such hole in such and such place it was lying in the wilderness and it is all uh, flat it's a piece it's just a piece like this i said never mind uh, i am coming to you right away he said no i am going home at the moment he went and showed it to his wife and he said that this is something i have found and uh, let's keep it uh, with us um he said that uh, uh, finders keepers Losers, weepers. Oh, <laughs> his wife 
she saw the word om written there this mm. one mm. she said no i don't think you should do that she told her husband who was a wing commander no this must go back to the rightful owner this has got certain religious or spiritual or i mean it has got something more than just the value of gold that is how he called me mm-hmm. so i i told him that should i come right away he said no come tomorrow morning because uh, now it is 7 6:30 in the evening and before it gets dark i must i think he was a retired man i must reach home because i don't drive at night the whole night i kept praying i hope it's my i hope it's my i hope it's my ring i hope <laughs> it's my ring and my wife also kept saying this i hope it's my ring i hope it's my ring and finally next day morning when i went to him he gave me this ring having lying in the wilderness for 7 months 6 months wow on easter monday i got this ring i took it home with my toothbrush i cleaned the whole thing it was flat then i uh, see a bit of mending i can do yes uh, being a science background i gave it back this shape by tapping it by putting a, a you know that a, yes um, a shaper this is called a shaper i i use something like that tapped it cleaned it did some local shining toothpaste rubbing got it back <laughs> to shape and thereafter i wrote a letter of thanks mm. to swami mm. Seven months, Swami tortured me. Six months, Swami tortured me. I wrote a letter of thanks. Then, after about, uh, you see, there was celebration in the sense mm. I'd been found. Mm. Ashish was also very happy. My daughter Pooja was also very happy. My wife, again, uh, swooning. And then finally, I said, "Why?" I seven days back, I wrote a letter to Swami. I think I can now take it away from the mandir. You see, after keeping the letter for two, three days, you keep take it out. Otherwise, you will have. a complete postman's job there <laughs> so many letters lying there so i took the letter out and i found a spot of vibhuti on it and i said swami has acknowledged received out this and he said be more careful on it now i'm very careful before i wear my gloves i remove both these things put them into my pocket initially i thought i'll put a ring around i'll put a thread around it and tie it here my wife said what about when you bend when there's a jerk given you'll again lose it i said yes now i keep it here and after every two holes every half an hour i put my hand around to see abhi hai na no the point that i'm saying is that if you insist with a genuine heart yes to swami yes. swami says i am always there with you and i'll help you out whenever you need me i told you a number of examples of my mother asking for yes. this swami yes. always complied with her demands it happens even uh, now even though he's left the physical he's form. left the body yeah he's there as far as i'm concerned he's not gone he's still there I talk to him freely, and the, at the mandir every day when I switch on the light and I switch off at night, I say bye Swami, bye Swami. Afternoon, I before I switch off the light at three o'clock after lunch, I say Swami, now you can also go and rest, and I switch off the light. I I communicate with him. The reason I communicate is because I have a very strong belief that Swami is already with me, irrespective of his body or not. And here, when I demanded for five months, Swami tested me: is this demand genuine? Is this demand from his heart or not? And when Swami found that uh, i am incorrigible and i am insisting and i am insisting and i am insisting he said let me give this thing and satisfy him and i got this ring back this was the second ring that came in this was the second ring that came in he said he asked me where is your engagement ring aapka marriage ring kitha where is your marriage ring i said swami purana baat ho gaya i don't have it he said marriage uh, marriage ring wedding ring is a ring for unity between two people i said yes swami but i kept quiet he says unity between you and me and he 
did this and the silver one came but then again he said sai baba uh, no he said swami nahi shirdi baba dega again he had this in mind that since i am going to be wearing it for the rest of my life let nobody criticize kanal malhotra that why are you having swami who was then in human form his ring so both here sai baba changed to om here sai baba changed to shirdi baba which i know is one and the same thing these two rings came at different times and then you see swami is very kind i come from my family uh, i got some scars from my parents my parents were very clean and my father was a very simple soul very simple soul my mother she was a tomboy but she was able to refine herself very well as soon as she came into swami's fold now just a small uh, this thing of where my parents are when my father passed away we came here after passing away and all the functions that we have after all that i had taken leave we came here and we told baba you see those days since baba was not very communicative one would always write a letter and also say that if i get an opportunity while giving the letter i'll speak to him also so my mother naturally my mother had the right on her husband rather than the son on his father so my mother had the letter with her and when swami came she gave the letter with tears in her eyes and she told him i lost my husband swami looked at her he nodded and he said mere paas hai and he walked away so that was a consolation hey now swami was able to understand what's going on in the wife's heart he said he's with me and he said he's with me then we said the night is very good a simple man my father her husband and swami says he's with me don't worry you carry on with your life we turn the page now i go to my mother i lost my mother one year before swami one year uh here again she passed away uh, before that about 6 months earlier she came here normal darshans and uh, Swami again, as usual, whenever my mother came, he would always take time out with her. He said, "Kaisa hai?" Uh, she said that uh, Swami, what pain karta idhar udhar. Swami said, "Mata ji, you can't fight nature, can you?" He said, "No." You can't fight time, can you? My mother said, "No." He says, "I am also in human body. You are also in human body. You can't fight time. You can't fight nature." I can't fight time. I can't fight nature. We did not know what he meant was it at that time, except that he was trying to tell my mother that it's nature to a body which is born must decay and go. You can't fight time because there's a time for the body to come and go. He left it at that. Three six months later, uh, my mother passed away. It was a very nice, clean death. she was not ailing very badly though i could make out at 85 years she ha- she was ailing and once they passed away and things rituals were finished i again came back here with a letter and swami was unwell that time as you are aware in the last 2 3 4 years he was unwell he was there on the chair this happened just one year before swami himself decided to leave so swami came to me i gave him a letter 
it was an open letter, not in an envelope, open, just, uh, uh, just to inform him that uh, my mother has passed away. I was seated and Swami came and his chair came in front of me. I showed it to him. I think his eyes were wet. His eyes were wet. He used to remember he wouldn't talk much those days. Yes. He was quite, uh, his body was in a state of disrepair. He looked at me, he looked at the letter, folded it. He had wet eyes when he read it. Of course, he knew it. And then he raised his hand and did it this way, trying to say that your mother is with me. And then he gave that letter back to me and he said, carry on. Uh, all people around at that time in the portico were very touched. They did not know what that letter was, which they came to later. But they suddenly, there's something sad. Because Swami, when he came to me, he had a small smile. He didn't smile much during those days, that last 12 months. He did not have much of a smile. But all of a sudden, when he read the letter, he showed a tear in his eyes. A very rare thing. How can God show a tear? But the eyes were wet, I could make out. But then... Something very magnanimous, something very good was when he raised his arm, which he wouldn't raise earlier. He just raised his arm to say that your mother is with me. I felt happy that my father is also gone with him, merged with him. My mother has also merged with him. And I came back with that consolation from here, back and told my all my relatives, my mother's uh, daughters and everybody else that this is what's happened. The point that I am trying to say is that if you are genuinely in love with God, God looks after you. If you are genuinely pure at heart and you are a person to be proud of by God, God will not let you come back again. Life is not very comfortable. He'll keep you with Him, absorb you with Him. And thereafter, what happens, I don't know. Some people call it moksha. Some call it mukti. Whatever. I have a consolation that my father and mother lived their full life and they have gone back. And God himself has said they are with me. What happens thereafter is God's. That is the only way we console ourselves. And I think it's quite a ritual consolation. It's quite a correct consolation that Swami has said, both of them are with me. I presume both my parents have got mukti or moksha um, after they left. I wish I too would get a similar exit. Wonderful. I have enjoyed this and I'm feeling very light now that I have passed it on to the next generation and to the others and I don't go away with a heavy heart at any time when I'm called. At least whatever was there in me, important issues, I have passed it on. Rest is up to Swami himself to see what is what. Thank you, Swami, for giving me this opportunity to talk about you and to talk about our association with you. We are very grateful to you and we remain yours loving. Sayonam. Okay, dear listeners, thanks for listening to this part uh, of discussion with uh, Brother Bishu and uh, Arun. I hope you enjoyed those talks. So, Sayonam to you all and next week we'll be uh, hearing why we chant Samastha Loka. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.